Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and most importantly, transformation. I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith, and I'm all, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Zawadi Powell and Glenda Jones. Hi, ladies. How are you doing today? Hi. <laughs> Hello. So today's topic, we're going to talk about how do you know when spirit is speaking to you or put another way, recognizing the voice of spirit. And as a psychologist, um, helping people with the variety of different issues and problems and concerns over the years, I've recognized that spirit speaks to me in a number of different ways when I'm working with people. There have been times where I'm talking to someone and the issues are pretty complicated and I say, what am I gonna do now? And then I kind of give it up and say, all right, I need some help here. And before I know it, things start downloading into my head and coming out of my mouth. And sometimes I go, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> and over the years, I've recognized that for me, that is one way that spirit speaks to me and talks through me. And so being able to recognize when that is happening and how it's manifesting has been good for me. And I can let go of any fear I might have of how things are going to manifest, knowing that ultimately I'm always going to be aided by spirit. That makes yeah. sense to you all? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. so true. Um, the thing that is fascinating to me in um, talking to people who are trying to connect with spirit is that I always feel like um, we can make agreement with our spirits or our ancestors um regarding the method of communication so i remember like several years ago um, my grandmother passed away and she was um you know very um christian and very religious and i wanted to connect with her and i had inherited her bible and i would like hold the bible and and talk to her you know grandma i miss you so much you know do you have a message for me today and then open the bible to the page, the first page that popped up and it would be a message that directly applied to my life. And my reaction was like, whoa, grandma really heard me. You know, like this is like directly, you know, what she would have told me to read. And because that that method of connecting with her never failed, I felt almost like I had made an agreement with her that, you know, this is the way you can reach me. This is how you can speak to me and then I know other people who have made agreements um with their angels um because you know seeing um angel numbers you know a lot of people are big into that these days a one 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 two 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 three 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 and then I always tell them that if you're going to use that method to connect with your with your spirits it's it's most advisable to go to the same website to interpret it because I believe that our ancestors can watch our method, watch, watch the way that we interact with the tool. And so it would eliminate a lot of confusion if they know that, oh, you're going to go to that website. I'm going to give you this number. And that, and that's what it means. And so I know that, you know, I like to use Joanne sacred scribes, um, <laughs> because it works for me. And, uh, and so I feel like my ancestors understand that agreement that I'm going to go to Joanne sacred scribes and you can, I believe that spirit can access technology because technology is made of energy. 
And so I believe that they know what it says for each number under Joanne's Sacred Scribes. And so when they show me those angel numbers, they know where I'm going. They know what it says. And oftentimes it applies to my life. And so a lot of times when I'm talking to people who call me for readings or consultation, I try to advise them to make an agreement with their spirits as to what method they're going to use to communicate and then be consistent in how um, they they use that, that tool so that the, the communications can be clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm someone who has questioned whether or not it's spirit talking to me mm-hmm. or if it's just me. Right. Like, I'm I, not imagining this. Right. <laughs> I have questioned it so many times. And there have been times I have um, hesitated to do what spirit has placed within me or with me to do because I didn't want it to be me. Mm. Um, And every time that I feel often it will, it won't be like there's this voice that says, Glinda. (laughs) It's just this overwhelming feeling Mm -hmm. to do what it is I'm supposed to do. And so in the, um, in the salon, I use, Um, power thought cards and wisdom cards which are a deck of cards Mm. with messages on them Mm. Mm -hmm. and um, in the salon my clients are my clients for me to do their hair but for years so many of them have called me their therapist (laughs) because they come often with something they need to discuss and and talk about it (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so can you say a little bit about your salon and what it is that you do? Well, it's that my salon is Sincerely Yours Salon. And we are we're a space for natural hair care, but we also have a whole body approach. So we will often I'll get clients who are having hair traumas. And they'll come. But their hair trauma is often even associated with yeah. some other trauma in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Emotional we, or spiritual em, Emotional, spiritual, um, even just how they eat. Like their their body is traumatized by what they're putting in it. Wow. And so we have a holistic approach when it comes to taking care of the body. And that's going to take care of the hair. We also do skin care. And so... All of those things are tied together. When we we're organic beings, and we when we consume inorganic things, then our body doesn't function well. Right. So it'll have problems. So they may come in and they'll be talking with me about something, and spirit will place a message for me to give them a card. Hmm. And there have been times that my coworker will hear me say, oh, "I don't want to." <laughs> because I don't, I'm fighting against like oh, are they gonna think I'm strange are they gonna right. wonder what this is and then I'll say okay because I, I'm also spirit knows that I'm gonna talk out loud and I'm the stubborn child mm-hmm. so I'll go get my, my power thought cards and I'll explain that you know these cards are something that will give you a message and I just want you to have one mm-hmm. and you pick it um, at one point I began to just do it by a little silent prayer that I would be guided and they would be guided. So I would be guided to give them what they need and they would be guided to take the card they needed. Every single time that it has happened, they get a card that is specific to what we are talking about. See? Hmm. And that's how you know because the things happen methodically and consistently every time. When you're doing something, trying to communicate with spirit, and then it's like... It doesn't work out every single time. And like sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the answer doesn't make, you know, doesn't gel with you or you might not get an answer or then you're not really making the connection. And then you can say, well, I'm imagining this and spirit is not really talking. But when you do something like that and then every single time time, it's like on point, you can't really question it. Like it's too much of a coincidence. And my clients will do things like Linda... this is this is so strange. I was like, well, it's just how spirit works. And mm-hmm. then they'll get chill bumps or I'll get chill bumps. And I have them take the card with them because I believe then that's your message. Mm-hmm. And you should read that every day. Mm-hmm. But it has been confirmed over and over and over again. And even with the angel numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they present themselves mm -hmm. often. And I know that that spirit. And I, I believe it's really important, though, when you when you see an angel number. And so it can be 111, 222, but they're also, I've found that their messages in like 926, right. which is the month and the day in which I was born, yeah. or 1234. Right. And I see it repeatedly. I will read what that means. It's always on point. It's true. And also, I think that the, the part that's always a little tricky is that you don't want to like become like this kooky like weird you know like constantly sort of um imagining things type of person and so i think that those situations where like it's not clear where it's not like one 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 but you have this feeling <laughs> and you're like i think this is you know a message from the angels mm -hmm. but you're not necessarily positive or like you have this feeling you know around your your body that you know you're getting goosebumps and you feel like okay I'm supposed to do something or I think I just heard someone say something or my kids always say somebody called my name am I imagining that you know and I think that those are like the spaces where people sort of struggle uh, to know like is this a, a real communication or you know am I just wanting communication so badly that I'm starting to create it or think that every situation is that and um, like, I guess that goes back to like, um, sort of, I guess your faith and, and, and also like being able to look for the consistency, you know, like it's, it can't just be like, it's, it's never just a one-time event. There's always a pattern and, um, and it's, it's, it's just really still really hard to describe. I feel that way too, Zawadi. I feel that I will get a message. I'll get a confirmation. I'll get a confirmation of the confirmation right. and then a confirmation of the confirmation of the So I'm doing it three right. times. And you know, Just sometimes. So you know, this is what I'm saying. Right, to exactly. You. And I am this, the being that needs that. Right. Because right. I am questioning. I will, will wonder. And so right. I began to question it less because it's happened so many times now right. that I'm becoming more confident. Right. In mm -hmm. yeah, my connection still. to my spirit. <laughs> yeah, I'll be having those moments like, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> like, what? You want me to do what? Are you sure? And so sometimes I even like ask for the confirmation. Like I'm like, okay, I heard you, right? But I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I don't even know if I agree with doing this. I need you to send me another sign. Yeah. And then I will wait for it, you know, and then I'm like, okay, I see the other sign. Now I need you to, you know, like if you want me to help this person who I think is a total pain in the behind, like I need you to make them call me tomorrow, you know, because sometimes it's like you really do need to constantly fact check and make sure that like you're not going off the deep end or you're not going to do something that you m might not necessarily feel drawn to right. because yeah. oh the spirits told me to you know that happened to me one time i had a dream about um this woman that i was friends with and i hadn't talked to her probably in two years or so and i had a dream about her mother that she needed to go to the hospital mm. for a checkup and that i was supposed to call her up and tell her this wow and i said i'm not doing that <laughs> I ain't talked to her in two years, and out of the blue, I'm just going to call her right. and offer her this information and possibly alarm her about something that may may or may not be true. I'm not doing that. Why did she call me the next day? Wow. That's <laughs> For something totally about. unrelated. Because spirit saves you and was stubborn. Yeah, I was going to be stubborn. Mm -hmm. But once she called, I was like, well, I don't really want to tell you this, but I just had this dream. You know, I went ahead and told her. Mm -hmm. And would you know that a, about a month or so later, she called me and said that her mother had gone in and they found a lump in her breast. And wow. she was able to start whatever, you know, the, the treatment for it. But there have been so many things like that that have happened to me that you would think. I would just accept the process and believe what I know is happening. But why do you think we don't believe? 
what what goes into that? Our training. I believe mm-hmm. the way in which um, we are taught mm-hmm. in our Western civilization um, is like everything has to be so logical and factual, and mm-hmm. it, like we've said before, it doesn't really leave room for spirit. Right. There's it, it's not a place for it, mm-hmm. and you're stepping outside the box when you decide to operate. Um, in spirit mm-hmm. and so I believe that even though we are connected to spirit that's still that part of us that has been taught to be different than that right and we have to constantly fight against it yeah and it's like a fear of ostracization or yes. people saying that you're crazy or maybe even um, you know potentially trusting you know something outside of yourself and then it not working out and you know the fear of betrayal you know like I know I have that sometimes you know where um I always say that I always I have to always check the messages and the decisions against my own spirit um so that I am in full agreement with it before I do it because I don't want to release control completely to some other force or even though that force is a part of me um I don't feel comfortable just going with it, um, knowing that maybe there might be a part of me that disagrees or if it doesn't turn out right, then I'm saying, oh, I never should have listened, you know, (laughs) to that voice I heard or that feeling I had, you know, why did I listen? And it's a it's a totally a fear because that of course that that never happens like it almost never happens. Um, But you still you still think about that all the time, like you still Mm -hmm. have this. Yeah. This question of like, well, if I do what you say, is it going to work out well? You know, like, how do I know I can really follow this? And I think because a lot of us are discovering this, you know, in our 20s, 30s, 40s, um, having lived all that time without really knowing what it was, um, it's kind of hard to adjust to having that type of faith. And it's possible it might not work out well in the beginning, but that may be part of the process that it will ultimately work out, quote unquote, well, because what is well, like there are lessons that we have to learn that sometimes are not pleasant or that are uncomfortable. But being able to get comfortable with being uncomfortable allows us to grow and evolve in a way that keeps us along our destiny path. You know, I think that we are in a place where there's so much distraction. There's so much noise that every single day we get distracted by social media, by the television, by you can't even pump gas without getting advertisements blared at you while you're sitting there pumping gas Mm. everywhere you look. And don't even think about being in a large city like New York, where you're just, Mm. it's just constantly, constantly you're bombarded with stimuli over and over and over. Mm. And that takes us out of that, quiet space where we can hear and receive messages. And so I think it's important to be intentional about creating those spaces so that we can make sure we're keeping those channels open. And even in the midst of what may appear to be chaos, we can tap in to spirit Mm -hmm. title of our podcast and be able to (laughs) receive the things that spirit would have us receive that moves us along our path. However, this is my disclaimer. There are some people who do not need to tap into the spirits that are around them. We have seen some people who have heard voices that advise them to do violent or naughty things. Um, I have experienced some um, urges or spiritual messages in my life that have advised me um, to um, act outside of my nature. Um, and so we cannot negate the fact that um, there is there there are still um, spirits that are not positive. There are spirits that will lead you astray. There are 
energies that are not beneficial to us. And so in, in talking about being intentional, I think that before people start really trying to open all their channels and communicate with their spirits, they have to be also be very intentional about who they're communicating with and how they have cultivated the spiritual space around them. What spiritual practices have they engaged in to make sure that they're purifying the messages that are coming through mm -hmm. or the entities or energies that they're carrying in their life. I do mm -hmm. think that's really important. I think it's very important to um, ask, to, to clarify, like you're saying, what spirits are you are tapping into? Mm -hmm. Those that are for your best interest, those that are positive. Like we can speak that mm -hmm. and ask for that. There was a um, story I wanted to share where I, I went, um, my coworker and I met Anthony to eat dinner at a local Mexican restaurant. And she and I had had a conversation before we left the salon. Um, it, we had one of those moments where I used a power thought card. It was miraculous. And there was so much energy. And I was talking with her about, I, I just wonder if, if this really is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, like things like this happen, but I still wonder. And she was like, well, it seems like it is. I said, well, I just, I want, I want, the universe. I want my spirits and angels to let me know if it really is. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to ask that it happen. Mm. So then we go to dinner and we don't sit in one place that we were supposed to sit. We sit in a different one. The server that was supposed to serve us wasn't the server. Someone came by and gave us water, but then we got a different server. And that server who came up began to talk. She was kind of new and in, in the area, I think. And she talked about um, people wanting her to do and to be something that she isn't. She just started like pouring her life out to me. Hmm. And it was placed in my spirit to tell her that she was an empath. Oh. And then we began to talk. She shared with me about her spiritual connection with her grandmother and this gift, the gift that her daughter had. And then she even shared with me about her sister, um, committing suicide and then I got messages about that and I was able to share mm -hmm. and so Anthony was sitting there and so was my co-worker and it was almost as if okay Glenda you asked for a confirmation that you're supposed to do this I'm going to give you something that's so clear that's so blatant that you can't question it and that was what happened she was so grateful in that moment, I don't know if you remember that happening that day, mm -hmm. it was um, it was an amazing experience. And so I walked away where I gave her something she needed, but I also got like, okay, stop questioning this gift and the purpose. Right. Just follow spirit because you've done the work that it takes, right. so that you can hear from the spirits that you should be hearing from. So, right. it those things will happen for mm -hmm. us. Each of us here has been initiated in a traditional African religion. And I'm wondering, as I'm listening to you talk, Glenda, um, do, you, do you feel that the voice of spirit is louder and more active in your life now after your initiation? Or did you always have this type of connection and receive these types of messages and um, sort of serve, you know, the light in the way that you do? And the answer is yes to both. Mm -hmm. It is louder now. Mm -hmm. And I have always had it. Mm -hmm. um, the practice, the spiritual practice, and my initiation, I believe, turned the volume up. If, if I'm, you know, yeah, can kind of explain it in that. Um, it gave me more tools mm -hmm. in my spiritual tool belt. Right. And I now um, have some things in my life that I do that have been added to what I already did. And it is, it, there are more things that happen. It is louder. It is clearer. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking specifically for spirit to talk to me. I'm asking to be used in a way that is more than what I've even asked for right. previously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yes. I, I think, feel oh. that way too. I feel like in seeking spirituality through, you know, various systems, that our relationship with spirit changes and our expectation also for what would happen um, also changes. But I definitely, like without a doubt, feel 
that um, being initiated in the traditional African religion um, sort of set off some sort of magic in my life and began to like um, set me on a path where I just could see a lot of things more clearly than I did before. And mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I don't know, I just feel like that, that has to be spoken to because um, I think that sometimes people, they come to me and they're, they're like, well, how can I, you know, talk to my ancestors? How can I hear them louder? Well, how can, and I think that organized religion definitely plays a role in helping to cultivate people's connection and um, as, as much as we struggle with it really in every form, um, it, it still seems to be very important. Yeah, it is definitely something that I have had to cultivate and it's taken a lot of hard, dedicated work to uh, allow it to manifest. Mm -hmm. um, being a very rational person, um, I needed to have things proven to me. I need to, okay, what exactly do I do? Let me lay out the plan of order. Um, the emotional uh, nurturing side, the spiritual side of me was not easy to come by and that you know we can have a long conversation about why I, I was the way that I was why would you like that Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> personality socialization combination of both the experiences that you have that shut that part off um, but I had to um, delve in and do some work to be able to feel to be able to intuit to be able to allow that to manifest in me trust that what I was getting was actually from spirit. Um, and I remember trying so hard in the beginning. I was like, I would just like focus. I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel. Mm -hmm. Even growing up, you know, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And I remember, you know, as African-American people tend to be very, very passionate and have a lot of energy and a lot of emotion in a way that we celebrate and connect with God which is quite different when I went to a, a Catholic university and um, observed the solemn method of prayer and connecting with God, which is quite different. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you have your hymn and you, you do things in a quote unquote orderly fashion and nothing is out of place as opposed to, you know, um, the Pentecostal church where, Time is of the essence, and this is also worldview stuff, right? Mm -hmm. African-centered worldview, it's not about being, quote-unquote, on time. It's about being in time, in the moment mm -hmm. of what is happening I to like you, that. tapping in and feeling the spirit. Um, so even if you look at, you know, you know the, 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 <clears throat> the concept of slavery really did a lot to undo some of the traditional systems that we had, but... We took our our ancestors took the spiritual house and put in spirit into it in in their own way. And so the way that you see people get the Holy Spirit and shout and praise and oh, and worship everything um, we touch. Right. It is definitely <laughs> African centered um, and and full of emotion. And so I think even growing up in that. Uh, I never was able to feel anything. I watched people, you know, shout and praise and it's like, I really wanted to feel something and I couldn't. Yeah. So um, as I kind of embarked upon this, it opened some things up for me and I began to, you know, work some tools and work some process. A lot of books that I read, a lot of meditation, a lot of lonely nights of, of just focusing on myself and doing work to draw that part out. And it's like the wax on, wax off. You know, you mm -hmm. wax on, wax off. Why am I waxing this stupid car? <laughs> and then the next thing you know, ah, oh, I can do it. I had a breakthrough. And so it, it, it happened directly like that for me. I feel that all those experiences are important. Like, we, may, we all have had an experience with Christianity. And we've all had some study and some experience with other um, traditional religions are popular religions. Uh -huh. And I look at religion, like no matter what it is, as a buffet. When I go to the buffet to eat, there are all types of food. I don't have to eat everything there. 
I can go to the buffet and I can take from that buffet what works for me, what's good for me, and what I like. And I can leave the rest there. So even in some of the experiences that I may have had um, in Christianity that were not so good, I got some good from it. Um, one of my co-workers for off and on for over 20 years is Muslim. And another very close friend of mine is. And I've learned a lot there. And I've gotten something good from it. Um, looking at Buddhism, I've gotten something good from that. And my friends that are Buddhist. So I, for me, I can get something good from any of those practices. Right. And I think it all starts with your own intention. Like yes. where, where, are, what, what alignment are you seeking? What is it? What is your intention around spirituality? Cause I know people who go to all these spiritual temples to pick up hoes, you right. know, <laughs> they're like, Oh, all the girls going to be dressed pretty. You know, they're going to be in yoga pants and meditating. You know, they just want to, you know, their intention is not really aligned with developing spirituality. And they may not even realize that they're doing that. You know, mm. they may think that they are genuinely going to meditate. Right. And then in meditating, you know, they're looking around like, oh, look, that's there's a man. There's a potential man. Oh, wow. You know, and so your focus um, that you are, you, you have to, all of us have to really be self-analytical and really sort of check um, how dedicated are we to developing our connection with spirit. What is our intention? You know, because I really feel like you can find spirit is all around us. You I know, do. it's within us. Mm -hmm. It's in everything. And so, you know, there are those who can go on pilgrimage into the forests, you know, it, like they did in ancient days and find connection with spirit, you know. Um, and so I, I think um, I agree with what you're saying that you can really connect in any temple, in any space, in any tradition and take the parts of it that agree with you, but then check your agreement that you have made with yourself and with spirit and what path are you really on and be blatantly honest, you know, and find evidence even against yourself because sometimes we can't really see what we're truly doing. And, um, and so I think that, um, that that's really critical. Mm -hmm. okay. When you're talking about spirit, I also feel that you can go in and your intentions may not be but I'll say it pure whatever that may mean to you but spirit still can speak mm -hmm. because I believe that it's so powerful that you can still get something from it right so um I do fully agree with what you're saying and I also know that there were times that I would be maybe even in church and I didn't even really want to be there. You know, I just had to be there because my grandmother wanted me to be there. Mm -hmm. But it still didn't mean that I didn't get something. Right, right, right. From it. Mm -hmm. Right, that's true too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in, in looking at other ways that spirit speaks, um, one thing that occurred to me was the power of dreams mm. um, and how dreams are a way for a spirit to convey messages. Uh, I often get a lot of people in my practice um, sharing with me the dreams that they've had and wondering what those dreams mean. I think that's something that people in general wonder about. What do these dreams mean? And there have been a ton of books written about dreams. I know even in even in our community, the, the one I always talk to people about is if somebody has a dream about fish, right? Mm -hmm. And that means that somebody's pregnant and where did that come from? And I, and I use that to help people understand the impact that spirit can have and the belief that we have and in things that have been passed down to us from generations. Mm -hmm. um, what do you all think about dreams and how they manifest for us? I think um, for me, it's been really interesting sort of identifying the different quality of dream. Um, I, I remember my great grandma used to say, any dream that you have first thing in the morning before you wake up, don't listen to it. You know, it's all just your emotions. You know, it's not from the spirits. Don't listen to it. And uh, we and we kind of follow that in our family um, with dreams. If it, if it happens right before you wake up, then, you know, you just um, sort of check your emotions. You know, see what's going on with you because you're about to enter the world and all of your anxieties about the world as you wake up, you know, are coming to surface in that dream. And then, um, so for me, it, I've always sort of 
been taught to that there are different purposes for dreams and different qualities of dream and that you don't just like you know just open um you know just like accept all of them as like these deep messages from spirit but there is a certain type of dream and it's almost as though you feel that you have gone into out of body experience or you are physically and spiritually experiencing the dream as if it is reality and oftentimes the messages that are in that dream um, may be prophetic or may um, be something trying to convey you know a message to you that you, you didn't originally think of um, and then th those types of dreams are always really intense for me um, I usually wake up and feel as though I haven't even slept and I've been on some kind of long journey. Yes. Uh, because I think um, the way that I understand it is that, you know, when we go into dream state, we are um, opening the, 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 the channel that um, allows us access to the spirit realm. And, and they can take us on journeys and we can um, sometimes get messages from those who have, who have things to say to us. And that that's what I believe. Um, but I, I always try to identify like the different quality of dreams because I don't want to be um, responding to something that may just be my way of, of, um, of manifesting my own anxieties or creating metaphors mentally um, as I rest to, to understand my, my physical life. Yes, I um, I feel I agree with you, Zawadi. I definitely pay attention to dreams. My spirits sometimes are too busy in my dream state. Sometimes I'm like, can you just like, like please chill, leave me give alone. me a break? Because I get a lot in my dream state. Um, and I I make sure that I I do my best to determine whether the dream is something that is just for my emotions. Uh, I may research what that dream may mean. And if it is something that applies to what I'm dealing with at that time, then I know that that's a message for me. Hmm. And sometimes it may be something random, but I do know that um, for me, dreaming, even from a child, I've got so many messages in, in my dreams. I used to have lucid dreams where I could travel in my dreams. And I don't mean just travel to other countries. In my neighborhood, I could go into a friend's house <laughs> in their room. I could see them in their bed while oh. I was sleeping. Get out my bedroom, Glenda. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually would wake up because it would it would scare me as a child. Oh my god. And then I go back to sleep and go back to the same dream in the same place as if it was just it was and it was really unusual. I could control my dreams. I could wow. control what happened, where I went. It was a an an alternate reality for me. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's something to that. I don't know exactly what that is. Um, but to me, it was the start of me being aware that the dream state for me is very important. Mm -hmm. Really important. Yeah, there's a it reminds me of a practice where people actually do leave their body and go on these um, journeys outside of their bodies. I forget what it is. Vision quests? Um, that's a, that's a version of, of a vision quest. There's another, there's another one escapes me at the moment, but yeah, people, people do this and they detached, um, from their bodies. And, and we were talking about death and dying last time, near death experiences mm -hmm. where people go away and then they, it's not their time and they come back. And there've been a number of books that I've read about people who had that experience and they describe what it was like for them being able to be above their family listening to the conversations and hearing and seeing things happen in multiple dimensions at the same time. So fascinating. Um, yeah, fascinating stuff. I was um, terrorized and traumatized by my dreams as a young child. Um, I did not have the ability, like you said, Glenda, where you could control um, your dreams. I was just constantly being chased and 
Um, my brother reports that I would be dreaming and then I would wake up and I would still see the thing chasing me and I would run. Um, and so that was sort of in my early years, a confirmation that spirit did exist and that there were entities outside of myself um, that, that could visit me <laughs> while I was sleeping and while I was awake mm -hmm. um, and not knowing whether I was insane, you know, like that was really really a difficult experience. And I think it was um, a church in Atlanta, Georgia, I think, uh, where they taught me that it was important to be able to control my dreams and even draw weaponry in your dreams. You know, if something is bothering you or disturbing you, you know, you rebuke it, you know, you call on Jesus and then you draw your sword and you kill it. <laughs> Which is ironic, right? Because, you know, thou shalt not kill. But, you know, sometimes we have to do these things <laughs> if something is, is tormenting you or, um, or, or harassing you in your dream. Because that happens to quite a lot of people who come to me uh, for readings where they are, you know, describing being held down in their sleep, um, not being able to breathe or some dark um, entity, you know, hovering above them, um, being chased by things. And so that, that skill of being able to control your dreams and being able to direct how the experience goes, uh, whether you're sleeping or awake, I think is a spiritual power, a spiritual gift that everyone should practice, um, and be able to develop because ultimately it bleeds over into this waking, uh, this, this wake awake life, which is also a dream. Um, and it is ultimately the power of the will. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I always, um, feel very proud of myself and proud of people who are able to do that because I think that that's like the first step towards being able to also manifest miracles in your life and direct, um, the things that happen you know, while we're in this, this dream that is awake. <laughs> Later on in life, somebody, they did come in handy. So I was really uh -huh. young when, when that would happen. Uh -huh. And as I got older, some of my dreams would be um, someone chasing me or attacking me or I'm falling from a cliff or something that would be, would be scary for me. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I had the power to control it helped me mm -hmm. to be able to master the dream state for me in times when, mm -hmm. when I would be afraid and I wanted to be protected. Mm -hmm. um, and even when um, some of the traumas that I've experienced in this, this reality uh, would revisit me in my dream, I would be able to, um, to fight back and win wow. in my dream state. So wow. it was, it was a real powerful um, experience to be I able to do I fly in my dreams. Can you fly? That was what I would do. I yeah. fly to my Can friend's you fly, house. Anthony? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever flied. Uh -huh. I've flown. Fly. Fly. <laughs> fly. Can you swim? Can you jump? Yeah. Remember, I told you I had a hard time tapping into that part. So I, don't, uh, I remember a lot. I felt like when I finally um, figured out how to control my dream and fly away from these things that were chasing me or or kill them or just direct it in any way, I felt like there was also like a psychological element to that where my confidence yes. was, was like higher. Even though it had happened in the dream state, I still felt like in the daytime, like, how, you know, nothing can get me, you right. know, like I'm, I'm strong. I can fight for myself. I can fly, you know. And um, it's it's amazing how the dream the dream state bleeds over into into the life the, that we're awake because it is another reality. Yes, it is another reality, yes. and we're living it mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. right. And so one, there was one. Um, oh, who was it who told me that a priestess, I think, um, of Obatala, and she said, "Before you sleep, dream with intention." So before you go to sleep, you have the power to pray or meditate or speak your intention about what you want to experience when you dream. And I thought that was pretty fascinating. That's um, a really good thing to do. Yeah, I think that's another is. level of, um, of being able to go even and collect information, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. or go on journeys intentionally that you want to 
experience. Yeah, that's something we can certainly talk more about because we're going to have a whole session on how do we pray and what does it mean to pray? So that's, we can follow up with that then. Awesome. Have either of you experienced uh, connecting with spirit through nature and animals? What I call an animal totem or like seeing an animal repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that yeah. happens to me often. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing in my family. Um, those of us who still recognize the, the First Nations uh, or Native American bloodline and um we um we 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 use the birds in particular because we're told that the birds are were sacred to our clan um that the birds carry spirit and sometimes communicate with us um by showing signs or even sending i've heard birds speak before as strange as it sounds um and so, you know, we have a whole system about how spirit communicates through birds and what these, you can't even go online and look up, you know, what the different birds mean. Yes. What does a hawk mean? What does, and again, you know, we try to be consistent in what website we use. Um, but always, whatever message resonates you it, with you is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, that whole connection to, to, to the animal um family is 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 very sacred to us and it's it's amazing you know uh, when you start to see um we all have these animals who have come to live with us you know usually out of the wild and just walked into our home or you know we ended up rescuing them as a baby and and the intuitive connection that we have with these animals that we believe were delivered into our path um, by spirit and then, you know, the ways that they can console us when we're sad or um, um, bring, bring messages to us. Um, it, it's, it, it definitely is something that, that fosters that connection. It absolutely does. I see it so often. Um, even when a friend or a client will talk to me about, one of my clients even tonight or earlier this evening talked with me about she just moved to a new, a new apartment. And there were two crows that had been following, that had been around her apartment. And earlier she talked about um, having um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And sometimes she will have episodes and um, a lack of belief in herself and um being not wanting not trusting herself enough to date and mm-hmm. just all these things and so mm-hmm. when she began to talk about the crow I'm like so have you ever researched to see what these crows are and and what they mean and so I was like well let's do it right now so she pulled it up and it was a message that you would think was written specifically for her wow it talked about not about a new beginning about what's in the past is in the past and you need to not believe that that it's time to start anew Mm -hmm. so not just about the trauma that she's had but she's even in a new apartment she's in a new job it it was a message that was so clear Mm -hmm. that it came from spirit that she was like this is scary and so (laughs) i i see it happen over and over again um with animals insects mm-hmm. and things of that type yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i had a really weird experience one time where i was having the hardest time letting go of um a relationship and i was crying and i was sitting out on my porch and i was smoking a cigar right because when i get really distressed i would start smoking a cigar <laughs> and i'm smoking the cigar and i'm spitting on the ground right and i'm smoking i'm spitting i'm not really sure why i was doing that but at that time you know that's what i was doing and i had like this pile of saliva right as disgusting as it sounds on the ground next to my chair that sounds and disgusting. i'm crying right <laughs> this butterfly came out of nowhere landed in my pile of saliva right starts like flapping its wings and drinking it (laughs) flies up lands on my shoulder and just like sits there with me for like 10 minutes and i'm just like frozen like what in the world are you kidding me 
And I just couldn't believe it. And I stopped crying and I felt so calm and so at peace and like so centered. And I just like went with it. And then the butterfly flew away. And I said, oh my God, the butterfly came to take a part of me and carry me, you know, and, and fly me, you know, up to God, you know, to, to free me from this situation that was sort of, you know, tormenting me at the time. And that was like a really powerful experience, as strange and disgusting oh, strange. as it sounds. <laughs> well, I just felt like, you know, it was almost a ritualistic um, experience where I felt like my spirit, part of my spirit had flown away with the butterfly. Strange is normal for you, Zawadi. <laughs> and that's okay. Because strange is also normal for me. Right, that's right. one of the reasons I love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, in our in our theme music, you hear Gil Scott Heron saying, it's the spirits calling your name, calling your name, calling your name. And so that's what this conversation was about. How do we hear spirits? And do we pay attention when spirits talking to us? So any any final thoughts before we wrap up here? I just want to encourage people to be open-minded and to um, not seek spirit with expectation, but to be open to all of the ways in which spirit can communicate with you and to take time and make effort and, um, and you know, take action uh, to cultivate your spiritual space around yourself and uh, the ways that you can that you feel you can tap in. I'm with Zawadi. I believe that being open is so important. Um, when we talked uh, in our episode where we talked about what is spirit, I I made the comment that spirit, when we are operating at our highest level of spirit, we aren't looking to receive; we're looking to give, and. I believe that when we're open to for spirit to come in and then when we're open to it, that we will receive the messages. And if we really pay attention, spirit is working all the time in everything that we do every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's also important to just pay attention to things that we may not want to pay attention to. Sometimes if we have a detour or if we're late, Spirit is working a process to keep us from going somewhere that might be dangerous for us or that might cause us problems. Mm -hmm. So just be able to take a step back and say, hmm, why is this happening? Or even being saying, that's interesting. Let me just see where this goes and where this takes me. As opposed to being in our human feelings about why something didn't go the particular way we wanted it to go. Absolutely. Ashe. So, this has been a wonderful conversation that we've had about recognizing the voice of spirit. And we hope that you've been enlightened by some of the things we've talked about today. We're going to encourage you to, as always, don't be afraid of change or learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, and continue to thrive. Thank you, as always, for tapping into spirit. Yes, it's time to stop your falling. You've been down long enough. Can't you hear the spirits calling? Yes, it's the spirits. Can't you hear it? Calling your name, calling your name. Yeah, talking about spirits.